Hey, we're just about to jump into the episode, but before we do, did you know we have a junior-friendly Discord community? It's completely free to join. If you want to join us, the link is in the description. We'd love to have you. All right, enjoy the episode. All right, what can I help you with? Yeah, so um, some of the stuff that I wanted to discuss with you today was uh, focused on getting on a good track to becoming a web developer, uh, things to help me improve my learning journey. Um, just your advice around that, because I'm still, I would say I still have quite a way to go before I'm ready to land my job, uh, my first job. So um, I've cleared a lot of your videos uh, within the last couple of weeks. And I think I, I think I have a different mindset about it now because a lot of the things that you say in your videos really uh, kind of helped me uh, assess the path that I was on and assess the path that I should be on. So um, some of the stuff I want to focus on is uh, just in random areas of tech, um, just answering some curiosities I have. Uh, so the first, one of the first things uh, that I applied to my learning journey after watching your videos was uh, you talk a lot about applying what you learn, like to code, not just uh, not just reading docs or just watching videos, but try to build projects or just build small snippets of code where you're reinforcing the stuff that you learn. So I think for me, that was big because it was so relatable. Um, and I've seen improvements with uh, just learning certain just learning certain technologies. Uh, I think picking up certain languages and stuff is, has been easier when I try to reinforce that knowledge. Uh, and another thing that you said that I really liked was, uh, don't rely on your motivation to fuel your path. Uh, I think that was probably the most relatable thing for me because, um, I would consider myself self-taught right now. Um, I started off self-taught uh, a few months into it uh, once the, the passion started to build and stuff. And I really knew that I wanted to become a developer. Uh, I decided to enroll in a college program for web development. But um, just relying on that motivation was a big one because you know, before that, that passion really built, it was just me, uh, kind of just, you know, treating it as a hobby before I really knew that I wanted to do it. And even when I did know that I wanted to do it, it was like, I had a mental checklist in my head. And, uh, let's say I learn, I knock out HTML and CSS for me, that looked like, you know, just being showed how to do things, uh, watching videos and then like checking it off the list as like, me acquiring that, uh, language, but, uh, it was just when, when time came to do things that I, I, I knew how to do and I, I went over, I just, I was blank. So, um, that was something, uh, also like, I think with, with the whole motivation thing, it was, it was just me doing code on my own time when I wanted to and not really doing it on the days that maybe I didn't want to, or I was too tired or I had a rough day or something like that. I think 
um, just staying in it and just, you know, just not always cranking out days where you're studying or doing code when you're in the mood, but even when you're not in the mood to do it. So those are two things that really helped me. So, um, yeah, I've applied though. I've applied that to, uh, to, uh, my strategy for my studying path, my studying path. And, um, it's been really helpful. Uh, one of the first questions I want to ask, um, is can you uh, give your opinion and maybe elaborate on some scenarios where the self tap, uh, self path wouldn't be for everyone? Um, yeah, for sure. So first of all, I'm glad you've uh, you found that relatable to not always be motivated and you recognize that you need to push forward. Um, and so sometimes that means just building out a schedule for yourself. And this is just what I got to do this day, right? That's pretty much what a self-taught developer needs to get good at doing. Um, and so with self-taught, actually, sorry, what was your question? Was it like situations in which self-taught path would work or it wouldn't work? Like where it wouldn't work, because I think gotcha. I, I like the two big ones for me was uh, relying on motivation and just not uh, what I'm learning, but like, are there some other big scenarios where it just wouldn't work out? Um, so we're talking about like becoming a software engineer, um, getting into coding. So it's, it's a big mindset. And so I'm going to describe a mindset that's probably going to have a lot of different traits. It's going to hold you back. So, uh, from actually being successful with it. A self-taught developer that constantly blames external resource or circumstances based on their own, and that's why they're in their situation, um, they usually have a very rough time at crossing that finish line because something that you have to you have to own this as soon as possible is with my self-taught path, I am taking control of my entire path, and the only person, the only blocker that is going to prevent me from becoming a developer is me. And so what do I need to do to build up all of these skills, soft skills, technical skills to be able to cross that finish line of landing a position? So if you are someone that you've found in your past where you don't really hold yourself accountable, and this is where you got to be real with yourself, right? You don't really hold yourself accountable. You've blamed other people on the team you've for losing or I mean, like sometimes it's their fault, but like you haven't looked within and said like, OK, you know what? I could have improved here, even though they did their thing. I could have improved this. Right. If you don't look at all of your situations in life or most of your situations in life as something that like, OK, here's where I fucked up and putting that ego aside. And this is where I can improve. If you don't have that mindset you're probably going to fail with the self-taught path. It's self-defeating. You have to put your ego aside. You have to develop a thick skin because you are going to realize so many things about yourself, so many weaknesses about yourself, about being successful with this path that you have to conquer. And it's all on you. So people that generally blame external circumstances for their situation in life and don't take ownership to overcome that adversity, they're probably going to fail with the self-taught path. It's not for them, right? That's a big scenario I see with a lot of people failing. But a lot of, a big thing is like also people diving in with unrealistic expectations. And especially when you save up a certain amount of money or you put yourself into a financial situation thinking, hey, 
This YouTuber told me I can become a developer in six months from scratch. I'm going to do it. I'm quitting my job. Fuck it. Right. Like you do that to yourself. Now you have a huge burden on your shoulders, a very big burden that will weigh you down. You will never cross that finish line. Um, And many situations will come from that. Like I shouldn't say never. Eventually you might when you regroup and get your finances in order again. But people who kind of just set unrealistic goals for themselves for how long it's going to take, because what's probably going to happen is you're going to realize I'm not retaining this as well as I thought. I'm not progressing as fast as I thought. I should be here. I see other aspiring developers. They're here. Why am I not here? I'm stupid. Maybe I'm stupid. Maybe I'm not capable. Maybe I'm not just meant for this. Maybe just the industry doesn't want someone like me. You'd be surprised at how invasive these thoughts get for every individual self-taught developer at some point. And so it's really about overcoming a mindset of it's like not having a mindset of taking ownership. You have to have a mindset of taking ownership. You have to, it's key. And what you're going to find is you're going to have to become more resourceful. So a lot of other aspiring developers, they, um, they don't really work on the soft skills. They don't work on networking. They don't work on building relationships with people. They're socially awkward, right? One thing you got to realize is you're only so powerful on your own. It's very helpful to get the right support as well. You don't have to be this robot that just overcomes every adversity, but you need to at least be smart enough to surround yourself with people that are going to support you in a way where like it is helping you grow. They are helping you take ownership over your own decisions. They're not putting you down. So sometimes self-taught developers that are leaning on family that are toxic, friends that are toxic, and they don't. They decide not to push those relationships out of their life. You'd be surprised at how many times people don't become self-taught developers because all of these other relationships are actually weighing them down and they haven't taken the ownership to make that change to push these toxic people out of their life. Self-taught to be successful with this path, you're going to find there are so many aspects of your life outside of coding that will just influence it. And you need to do your best to navigate that control your environment, control who influences your life. And then once you can control those factors, you take full ownership of your path. If you don't have that mindset of a developer and you aren't willing to build it, you're probably going to fail. Right. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, uh, I really liked what you said too about, um, uh, you know, YouTubers making these like timelines for, for aspiring de- developers, like uh, you should learn uh, this language in a month or you you can become a developer in six months or whatever. Uh, I think, I don't know. I, I think for me, m- just, just the way, the way my mindset is about it is I'm, I'm, I am in a hurry to get a job, um, but I'm not rushing it. So um, I'm not disappointed with myself when I don't see results, um, learning concepts or whatever, because, you know, everyone learns differently. Everyone processes things differently. And I feel like for me to be confident enough to want to, want to be hired for a company, or when I get into that, uh, interview stage, uh, of my journey, I want to be confident and, I don't want to rush that. So I liked what you said about that. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to 
not take as long as I want to with certain things, but I'm also not putting myself on like expectations to, you know, I need to learn this in this amount of time because this person said it, or, um, I'm taking too long to understand these concepts. Like I need to hurry up. I'm, I'm not putting that pressure on myself. Uh, which, bad thing to kind of like be re- a little relaxed about how long it, it should take to become a developer. Well, so the unrealistic expectations bites you in the ass when you financially plan for a shorter time window and it doesn't work out and it bites you in the ass when you, it discourages you. And you mentioned like, it didn't really sound like that. I don't know about your financial situation, but your mental situation, you said, I don't, you kind of don't take it personally. Like it doesn't hurt you if you don't meet your goal, but you have ambitious goals. I think that's okay. Ambitious goals are really good if you have a good mental model to be able to handle that failure. If you have that, that's okay, right? But I don't think this should be overly ambitious where you're not meeting any of your goals. I would say, like, if you can mentally handle it, I think it's okay to have a high ambition for most of your goals and not meet most of your goals. But, like, this is super individualistic and you have to know yourself, right? Because this is about kind of just, like, being able to push through, especially when times are tough, especially when you're demotivated goal setting, proper goal setting that isn't going to be self-defeating is really helpful with this. Um, with your goals, um, another, one other big issue is a lot of people don't develop tangible goals. A lot of aspiring developers just have, okay, my goal is to get a job, right? Okay. So what do I need, need to do? I need to, learn some languages maybe um i need to build some projects maybe right but like when they hear this advice from different youtubers and content creators and developers like you don't really have any tangible goals about like okay i gotta build some projects okay i gotta build a project like what the hell does that even mean is it a small project is it like a course-based project and like you have to continue digging deeper and deeper and deeper into solidifying more tangible goals so you can have a very ambitious one you can have ambitious sub goals, but eventually you have to break it down into tangible things where it's like, if I finish this, I've hit my goal, right? And I would even argue with your goals, you should be careful of like, you should probably focus on goals of like, if you're in the job search, I'm going to apply for 15 jobs per week. That is my goal. A bad goal that's going to be much more discouraging is I'm going to get five responses in one week, right? Define goals for yourself that you have control over. You could say you indirectly have control over getting responses. Sure. When you improve your game with a job search and skills, but you don't have a lot of control over that. And there are going to be other factors that are going to go into it. So just when you do, Uh, Build your goals, even if they're ambitious, break it down into tangible steps, tangible milestones that you can look back and look at your progress and be confident that I am making progress forward. Right. Yeah, Uh, I like that. Um, uh, Another question that I wanted to ask you was um, a little unrelated to what we were talking about, but um. I hear a lot of people comparing like um, 
when they start off comparing like boot camps, uh, what path should I take? Should I take the self-taught path? Should I do uh, comm science degree, whatever? Um, so for me, uh, due to like financial reasons, I couldn't take, uh, I really wanted to get into a comm science, uh, program, but it just, it wasn't possible for my situation. So, um, I still wanted to, uh, be in school. So I'm, I'm currently enrolled in college for a web development program. Um, I don't really hear people talking about how those are valued, like, how, how are those looked at in the industry? Like from a recruiter, like standpoint, like what is, what does that look like? What does that compare to? Yeah. So I think any proof of continued education towards learning what you need to learn to be able to land that job and, um, you have the skills to perform at that job. I think it's helpful. I would argue like certifications, most certifications are going to be garbage and they don't really prove anything um, because you're going to get a variety of skill levels that come from like certifications from some paid course. Um, But a college degree, is it accredited? Yeah, it's a it's a diploma. So I really know how that compares to like uh, a comm science program, but Um, hiring managers are going to have less confidence in it than a computer science program because a computer science program has more consistently produced a certain level of engineer. Right. But it doesn't mean it's irrelevant. I'm just saying when you're comparing it with a CS degree, um, they're going to have less confidence of what you can do afterwards. Right. But you could prove that. Right. You You could build up your portfolio. You can present your projects. You can talk about your projects on LinkedIn. You can connect with people and talk about your projects, right? You're going to have so many opportunities to showcase what you can do. So what that's going to do for recruiters and hiring managers alike, it's also going to show that you have persistence towards education. You're serious about this. Is it a two-year or four-year degree? Uh, it's it's online, so it's actually three-year. So if it was full-time, I believe it would be two-year. Is it like an associate's or bachelor's or? Uh, it's a diploma, so it, it's not a degree. Okay. Um, then that's just my own ignorance. Um, what, what's the difference between a diploma and a degree? I think a, a, a degree is like a higher level of education. Um, typically, I think colleges colleges offer diplomas mostly for certain programs. Uh, I think the difference between my program and a comm science program is is like what you said. They're they're more prepared for the software field. Like what I'm doing in my program is 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 kind of similar to what uh, a boot camp would be doing. Um, uh, less maybe less coding, uh, but we're just focusing on like just coding. Uh, we're dipping into certain technologies, uh, a little bit of front end, a little bit of back end um important concepts uh but there there's not a lot of like uh math involved and there's not a lot of um other elements of it that you would see in like a cs degree so okay so it seems like more kind of like a technical school um i get what you're saying though but it's gonna have the same um it's gonna have the same effect where I, the continued education and getting that diploma, I think, can help from an online school. But I, I think majority of the 
confidence that you're going to instill in hiring managers that you can do the job. It's going to come from your portfolio, your portfolio projects, being able to talk through them, talk through the implementation and like prove that you can, you really have a solid foundation of programming. You have a solid foundation of the language or languages that you're working with, right? You're not just, um, so yeah, that that's pretty much it. So that can help. And, uh, but I would argue you're probably going to have to work on some stuff outside of that diploma. Right. And yeah. do a lot of other things, but like, yeah. So how much is it going to help? I can't really say, I would argue that hiring managers are going to have less confidence in something like that than a CS degree, but some might have more confidence than that than a coding bootcamp or even self-taught. Like a lot of hiring managers have their own experiences with hiring people with different backgrounds and different educational backgrounds too. Some hiring managers refuse to hire people from coding boot camps because they have they understand the reputation to be they just spit them out too quickly, right? And so you spread yourself out for like three years that could be beneficial. So, um, yeah, I think it could be beneficial. Ultimately, don't just lean on that diploma to sell yourself as a software engineer, though. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. I. I think the only reason I did want to do this the self taught route, but I think um, maybe I had the wrong mindset about it. But I was uh, just curious. I would sometimes just look at uh, jobs, read the descriptions, just to get like an understanding of like what the the industry wants and stuff. And it, it it's really intimidating to see like. Uh, requirements as like a bachelor degree in comm science is like, you know, that, that, that's all they would accept. And that's just how I read it. And I think, uh, looking at it now, I think what you said, it's like, it's, it's about what you can prove and what you can provide. And, you know, you can be a better developer than someone who took a CS degree, but you have to work for it. So yeah. hundred percent. You can even like coding boot camps over advertise how many people they're putting into jobs and what types of jobs. And I talk about a lot of that BS, but you could still look at the stats of people graduating coding boot camps that don't have a CS degree and just look at them getting jobs as well. There are plenty of people getting jobs. You have to look at the job posting as an ideal candidate, right? You're not going to meet all the requirements. Right. Yeah. Um, um, another thing that I wanted to, uh, ask you, uh, this is going to kind of help me with my learning journey. Cause, uh, I kind of have my own path for myself that I set up, um, because I am focused on front end right now. Uh, I think that's where the passion grew. Uh, I've touched into like maybe basics of back end and kind of like just understood how it worked and how it's a little bit different than the front end. Um, so with me being focused on front end, uh, I'm looking to apply in front end positions. Uh, would you say that it's kind of a disadvantage to, um, focus on those like core skills in front end, as opposed to having like, you know, uh, a good range of understanding in multiple technologies, front end and back end. Like, should I be focusing on really like trying to, consolidate the front end skills or should I try and learn front end a little bit and then try to deep uh, dig into back end? Yeah, hundred percent front end way too many people dive into back end trying to get a front end position. It makes no sense to me. 
I don't believe some coding boot camps try to sell this full stack model and that's going to make you qu- more qualified for a front end position. No, coding boot camps are spitting out a lot of front end developers that are shitty at front end. Like there's just so much depth in front end, right? There's so much you can learn. You can dive into testing. You can dive into UX. You can dive into um, like really hardcore semantic HTML because you'd be surprised at how many aspiring front end developers don't remember certain tags that are super useful and very valuable for SEO, right? And just even like accessibility, you can care about that. You can dive into React. You could just love React and really understand how it works under the hood. You can dive into a state management thing like Redux. Like there are so many things that you can dive into that are going to make you more marketable with the front end. And for whatever reason, people are developing this illusion that diving into back end is going to be more directly they're going to build more transferable skills into getting a front end position that's just not true most positions are usually going to be separated into front end into back end if you can become a really solid front end developer you're going to be way better off than someone that has a little bit more surface level knowledge but it's spread out into back end yeah that makes sense i i kind of figured that but uh again like it it goes back to like having a little bit of a bad mindset at looking at some of these uh, job descriptions where they, you know, uh, they want uh, like a framework. Uh, they want you to, it's a front end position, but they're asking for uh, back end languages and stuff. So uh, thanks for clearing that up. I mean, uh, I, I kind of had that mindset of just focusing on front end, but uh, it was good to hear your point of view on that. Yeah, uh, sometimes you'll get, uh, we're just about out of time, unfortunately, but I just want to respond to that. Sometimes, like, you'll probably see more, like, full stack positions with front end and back end for smaller companies, but typically they're going to lean so heavily on one side, it's usually never 50-50. You're just really, you can pick up the back end if you need to. They just want you to be a solid front end developer, show us you have good, uh, solid foundation with programming in general, and we know you can pick up the back end language after that, right? You do that with JavaScript, you get really deep into JavaScript with front end, those skills are going to be transferable. So even though you do see these on the job postings, um, yeah, it, it's very very hard to navigate a lot of this because it's there's so much context around this and um, sometimes companies are just open to creating a position that isn't so cookie cutter front end and back end so if you do have some back end skills you know maybe they can formulate a position if someone leaves or they you know they were thinking about a product manager want to build an extra project, but the backend developers are taken. Like sometimes they'll make considerations for that, but it's usually an exception and not the rule. Focus on the front end or focus on the back end and apply for those jobs. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, that that was uh, that was really good advice. Okay, so yeah, I just noticed the time. I gotta. I'm sorry. I, these are good questions. I just have a busy day ahead of me. But um, Justin, uh, seriously, uh, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.